What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Anna Creates Podcast. Today, I have kind of a part two of an episode for you. Um, so not last episode, but the episode before that, I talked about copyright infringement versus inspiration and what the difference or where the difference lies these days, because I, I talked about lawsuits, some different lawsuits that were happening or some accusations that people were getting based on lawsuits or that could turn into lawsuits, all that kind of stuff. Some of it's even coming from fans, to be honest, where they're accusing the bands that they like of stealing a riff or stealing something from another musician or another song. And sometimes the songs are 10 years ago or 50 years ago or like all this kind of stuff. So I talked about a little bit about these different lawsuits that were happening and about the whole premise of that and why it doesn't make any sense to me because of the fact that it's inspiration and we don't necessarily do it in intentionally when as a musician, you, you kind of lift something from somebody else, even if it's small. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I would highly recommend going and taking a listen to that. But basically the main thing that I want to uh, re recap from that was there was a Katy Perry lawsuit with her song, dark horse. Somebody was suing her for a two bar thing. That was three notes. And they said it sounded similar because it was basically a synth and they had a, a massive multi-million dollar lawsuit over this. It just floored me that that was even a thing because it's a synth line in the background. Anyway, so my, my kind of my part two based on some feedback that I got from that episode and people, what people were saying and just while I was thinking about it more is the fact that copying somebody or getting inspiration from somebody, music is not alone in this at all. But yet, music seems to be getting the most lawsuits or a lot of lawsuits for very minor, tiny little things. Now, obviously, if there is a very uh, obvious resemblance between two songs or something like that. Like what I mentioned in the last one with bring me the horizon, they kind of lifted a verse from an Evanescence song and they said, Oops, sorry. You know what? We're not even going to argue that we didn't mean to, it must've been subconscious, but they were very open about it and just said, yep, great. We'll give you songwriting credits on the song and which was amazing. And I think a lot more should be handled that way because sometimes you do really completely just lift somebody else's song and that fair enough. You know, it, it's one of those things we're always inundated with sounds. We're always inundated with songs and it kind of goes with part of my point today where music is entrenched in everything. Music is, to, is underneath every video you watch pretty much music is in every film. Music is in just so much content. We always listen to music and it's so, so important to the feeling of things, to the, every aspect of a movie, of a YouTube video, you know, if it's a really good, well edited video, it's edited to the music. The music lifts the video up. The music helps portray a feeling. There's a lot of different examples. I even have a, a video on my YouTube channel about how music influences the video. Um, and it's, it's astonishing how you can have one type of song underneath a video, and then you play the same video with a different song and the feeling behind the whole thing changes. So music is, is very, very important. But anyway, we seem to, as music creators, seem to be getting lawsuits for like the smallest, tiniest similarities, which was very, very relevant or uh, obvious to me in the Katy Perry lawsuit for the amount of money that was in, at stake. But anyway, I just thought it was weird, though, and this this episode is probably going to be a little bit more of a ranty thing. But when you think about TV shows or about movies and that kind of stuff, there's two things. There's one, you're, no one's 
suing anybody else over the fact that their plot seems very similar. Yet we all joke about how, you know, this, the plot is the exact same from every diehard movie. And it's like action movies have a plot that is the same plot every single time. Yet nobody's going, hey, that's my exact plot. And I, there are definitely movies that are probably literally the exact same plot um, sub in different names. You know what I mean? So nobody's suing over that. Music scores. This is an interesting, this is music related, but music scores in in movies movie studios aren't going after each other and they're not kind of suing each other because their their score sounds similar. You never hear about that really. And the composers even often copy themselves because, you know, Hans Zimmer and some of these big guys, they they've written so much music for so many movies that they tend to use the similar kind of things, but literally in the creating of movies, what they do is they use temp music. So they actually take a score from a previous movie, like different songs. They have not, they don't just take the score and put it on their movie and edit to that, but they take their inspirations of what they want their score to sound like. And then they edit the movie to that. And then the composer who's ever scoring the actual original soundtrack has to take that as the inspiration for what the director and editors and everybody want in the film. And then they have to use that as inspiration. And it's funny because there's a video uh, out there, uh, I believe is from Every Frame is a Painting, which is a YouTube channel. They literally compare movies and the scores. And this was the temp music from this movie. And then this was the actual end result in this other movie. And sometimes you can tell that everybody just kind of went, yeah, we, we basically want that. Just make it again. It sounds so similar every single time in these contexts. And yet there are no lawsuits about that. I've never heard a lawsuit to do with any of those things. No movie studios are going after it. The composers don't care. They're all getting paid so much money that obviously they're not going after it. So I found that very interesting. Now that bleeds me onto another part that I wanted to talk about here is TikTok. And this is one that, that frustrates me and it confuses me. And part of what I'm talking about today is actually, I'm going to make a whole other episode about the business side behind TikTok and the royalties and all this kind of stuff, because there's been some recent developments, but there's also why TikTok got away with what they've been getting away with for so long. But anyway, that's going to be another episode, but I just wanted to touch on the fact that, and kind of to make a point is the creators on TikTok literally get paid tons of money to like lip sync or dance to different songs, which let me, let me say that again. They get paid a lot of money to lip sync or dance to different songs, which are made by musicians. And yet musicians don't get paid royalties from that. They don't see a penny from that. Yet these creators are getting paid thousands of dollars, some of them, you know, and you get up to the Charlie D'Amelio's and those, those kind of level, they're getting paid a lot of money. And, you know, recently TikTok has started a TikTok creator fund. And let me, let me just say, I'm very happy that those creators are getting money. I'm very happy that there are certain creators that many creators that are able to make a living creating on an app like that, that it has opened up the door for so many people and the barrier to entry has lowered and people are able to make a living and able to do something on there. I I'm, I'm all for that. That's totally fine. I'm not saying they shouldn't, they're untalented. No, no, no. Some of them, some of them are untalented, but a lot of them are quite talented. So I'm very happy that this is a possibility. However, TikTok starts this creator fund and starts paying these creators who make, you know, their videos in their bedrooms or whatever, and they're lip syncing and dancing and doing stuff with music. The whole point how it even started was with with music 
and yet they're getting inspiration at very least from this music and the actual artist is getting no money. They're using literally our songs and yet we're getting no money from that. Then this TikTok creator fund pays those creators, does not pay anything to the artists, which doesn't make any sense to me because you wouldn't have that app if music wasn't allowed to be on there. Now, that being said, as of August 2020 this year, there has been a change where TikTok now has a streaming deal with some of the major record labels and they did, they've made a streaming deal. So they kind of have the same similar deals to Spotify and Tidal and Apple Music and those kind of things, which they have to pay per stream. Now, TikTok obviously is, you know, 15 seconds or whatever it is for the full length of a TikTok. And so obviously their rates are much, much lower, but you can also get millions of streams very, very easily. Now, the, the downside to this is that is if you use TikTok snippet that they have on the creating in their creating studio where you can use the snippets of songs that they kind of put there for you. If you use an original and upload it into the original sound, you know, when you have the TikTok creators that have original sound, yet it is a Britney Spears song because they've taken it away from the site. They edit it somewhere else other than the TikTok app. So they actually use sound that's not directly from the TikTok app. When that happens, TikTok doesn't seem to have the wherewithal to actually go, oh, yeah, that's a Britney Spears song, and then pay the royalty for that song. So if people are uploading the original sounds and not the TikTok snippets, once again, the musicians don't get any money for that. Now... That brings me into YouTube because YouTube seems to be able to flag every song pos- under the sun in, you know, five seconds of, of playing. They can figure out what song it is and where it came from. And it, so obviously that technology exists, which we all know because YouTube's been doing that forever and Shazam exists and can tell you a song. And before you can even ask it, it knows what song it is, which is crazy to me. But why can't TikTok do that for the original sounds? Why can't they, they just, they don't want to pay out the royalty. They want to pay as little as possible as with any of these streaming services, really. They want to keep as much money as possible, which if you refer back to my last episode that I did, obviously, because they want, Spotify wants to pay less royalties because, well, because it's more money in their pocket. So same with TikTok. They want to pay less money. So obviously they're not trying to forward the technology of being able to detect what songs are there. But it's frustrating because it it does exist on YouTube. Um, YouTube, on its own thing, they have their own streaming service, you know, YouTube Music, which does pay out royalties. They're a, streaming, a music streaming service, so they do the same kind of thing as Spotify and Apple Music and all those. So they've been doing good. However... On the video side of things, um, the pure video side of things, when, you know, YouTube channels like Mr. Beast or whatever upload their videos with their music on it, that doesn't register. Now, I'm all for royalty-free music. People can use royalty-free music all, all the time, but it doesn't really help the artists because the artists get bought out by some of these companies like Epidemic Sound or Artlist, and that's great. They can make money, and then those companies take the responsibility for which songs get used and which don't. But there are no royalties there. But then these big songs just get flagged when they're on a a video. The video just gets flagged instead of getting paid to the actual artist. 
And I think there needs to be a better system for that because some do. Some will take the uh, ad revenue from a video if it has a, a song on it that is not royalty free that should be paid. So, for instance, you know, a Katy Perry song, then it would detect that and it would go, you don't get any of the monetization from this. We're going to take all that and give it to her label. Now, this is great for the big record labels who seem to be able to manage this, but this does not help for small artists who either don't get anything don't get flagged don't get nothing because they don't have a deal with anybody they're the ones that need the money more than the big labels frankly they get nothing or the video just gets flagged and taken down therefore the creator of the video gets nothing and also the artist who has a song in said video which could be great money for them could be good exposure for them that opportunity is also gone so i think that's that needs to be worked on 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 youtube's end i think they're doing a great job in some respects but i think they can definitely do more and try to figure that out a bit more for sake of argument in this podcast i just did say that exposure was good but I'm not talking about purely exposure because that definitely, that's a thing. That is a whole other topic. For this, I'm talking about the literal monetary value and the monetary part of it, not exposure and how that can end up paying out in the back end with more streams and then you get more money or the merch if people find you and become fans and buy stuff from you and whatever because of your song was in a video. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff because that is a very definitely a legit thing uh, when it comes to YouTube and videos and all this kind of stuff, you know, one of my favorite YouTubers, Casey Neistat, he uses a song for each one of his videos and he actually had, uh, one of his videos, which was about his wife. He found this beautiful song. He had this artist make him this beautiful song and he credited the artist. The artist has a whole career because of, or not just because of this, but he got a significant bump because of his song being in this Casey Neistat video. Casey is very forward about the fact that it was this song. It was this artist. He, you know, has a, a card at the end of all his videos with what song he's using. He tags it. He writes it in the description. And that's great. That's how I like to see it. However, there's a lot of creators that just throw songs into their videos and don't actually tag anybody. So that's annoying. But to go back to kind of what I was talking about at the beginning and, you know, the copyright infringement or inspiration, musicians, like I said, are getting taken to court over a three note melody. Yet on YouTube, these videos have clips from a gazillion other films, other people's videos. They have a clip every five to 10 seconds. There's at least one clip of a different video in some of these videos. And yet that's somebody else's creation. So wouldn't on the end of YouTube, wouldn't YouTube have to figure that one out because that's not good. Okay. So it's working. So why can't they figure out a way to make that work for music? You know what I'm saying? Because it's clearly okay for video creators to take other video creators content literally verbatim and use it in their own videos. But yet musicians can't get inspired by a melody or a note and use two notes of it in a different context, in a completely different genre of music, in a different song, 50 years later, they can't do that. They get sued for millions of dollars for that. Yet, every YouTube creator and their brother is using clips of a whack of different movies and a whack of different other people's content. So, I don't really understand. I'm not saying stop doing that. I'm not, I'm not at all saying that. I'm frankly, it's amazing how they can find all these clips and put them in and make it all make sense. I'm, I'm glad, <laughs> but 
what I'm saying is, is on the on the side of the copywriting and on the side of the the big companies trying to help pay different people, shouldn't there be some way that they can help the creators, the artists who make the music, which are the background for all of these videos? Shouldn't there be a way to to kind of figure that out? Some kind of a business model that can help the artist because the artists are getting just taken complete advantage of and are completely undervalued. And yet there seems to be a lot of lawsuits with this or people are getting accused of it all over the place. Yet nobody's accusing any of these video creators. You know, I, I understand. I'm not saying that these YouTube creators should stop. I'm not blaming it on the YouTube creators themselves either. I'm just saying this seems very imbalanced because all this is under the realm of creativity. Why are people suing over three notes? Why are people trying to get as much money out of music creators as possible, not paying music creators anything, paying them as little as possible. Big companies like Spotify, they're worth billions of dollars. Their CEOs get paid millions of dollars a year, yet the artists aren't doing anything. They need to look towards the artists a little bit more and take care of the artists. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this and open it up to discussion. Um, you, can, you can go to my website, anacreates.ca slash podcast, find this episode and leave a comment there, or hit me up on Twitter at anacreates and let me know what you think of this, because I would love to have a discussion about this um, and hear your thoughts on it, as well as what can be done and I'm going to probably make another episode about what my ideas are. And I don't claim to have the solution for everything. Not at all. I'm not saying that at all. But my thoughts on this are, I think because there's so much less money in the music industry right now, and everybody's big record labels are like scrounging, trying to figure out why they can't make money because CD sales are gone. And that was the one thing that they thought. And especially in 2020 now, this is not helping artists either because shows are so much less than they ever were before. Everybody's trying to go after the little bit of money that is is there. They're trying to find that little bit of, of something and squeeze everything that they can to get the path of least resistance. Instead of just making a better song for yourself or instead of doing just sue somebody who seemingly stole one of your things and maybe you'll make a bunch of money off of it. <laughs> because also you do see lawsuits are the ones with all the money. As I said in, in the previous episode, the, the part one of this or what ended up being part one, what I kind of said there was it's the big names and the big songs and the big artists that are getting sued but not the small artists. There's much less lawsuit happening in the small artists. They're just kind of like, yeah, cool. This is great. And that's kind of what it feels like on YouTube. And for YouTube and video creators, they're like, this is great. Use my stuff, review, whatever. That's awesome. And I love that mentality, but I think it needs to balance out. So these big artists that are getting sued, the people that are suing, that that's kind of their first instinct is to just sue when they hear something that's similar that doesn't make sense to me. And that that has to stop before it gets too far because before long, it's going to end up being everybody suing everybody in the music field. And yet all the creators on YouTube and TikTok and everybody are, are all, you know, buddy, buddy, and it's totally fine. I want the music industry to go that way, but also allow artists to make money in some respect to be able to continue making their craft because frankly, their craft supports everybody else's craft in a sense. You know, video creators need music. TikTok needs music. Otherwise, they would have no platform, frankly, or a much smaller platform with like comedy bits. And that's about it. But any, <laughs> anyway, um, I digress. I think that they need to figure this out. I think that there needs to be a better deal for musicians. I think if there's a way that 
TikTok creators can get paid by the TikTok fund and by brand deals and YouTube creators can get paid by brand deals. Why can't musicians get paid by brand deals somehow? They can make music at home for about the same amount as somebody who makes videos. I'm not saying that I know the, the way to do this, but there's got to be a way to monetize it. There's got to be a way to help where, where big companies can dump money into musicians to help with some aspect of their craft because they support everybody else. So there's got to be a way that companies can kind of help lift them up. Now, the one example that I have seen of this and that I absolutely loved was Converse, which is the shoe company. They have a thing called Converse Rubber Tracks and they actually have made a, they built a recording studio in Brooklyn and they also do these pop-up rubber tracks. And I was a part of it for a while at Noble Street Studios in Toronto, where I worked for many years. And we would have every, I think it was every month or every two months, they would have a week where every day would be a different band. And those bands would basically apply at the Converse Rubber Tracks site and you would get a day of free studio time at Noble Street Studios to do whatever you wanted. And Converse literally gave you free shoes and paid for the studio and didn't have any, there was no, actually nothing they would ask of you in return. They didn't own any of the stuff that you did. You could do drums. You could do a full record. You could do vocals. You could sit there and listen to music for all they cared, but they supported the artists by giving you a free day of studio time. And the only thing that they would ask of you is that if you could wear the shoes and if they were allowed to take some pictures and post it on their thing. However, that was not a requirement. You could say no. You could absolutely say no. I mean, most bands said yes and posted about it and talked about it and like it's brand awareness. Why can't more brands do this? You know, Red Bull dumps how much money into these daredevil stunts. Now, for the price of one of these events, you could fund artists, many artists for a year or two of their life to try and get their career off the ground because artists frankly don't need a lot of money to get their feet off the ground. You know, the music grants are so much less than video grants. Even small artists can make a record for $25,000, $50,000 maximum. Like anyway, my point is I think that big brands can really find a way to should be finding a way to do this because in the end, musicians and music supports all the other kind of art in a way. It's in everything. It's everywhere. And I think that it's undervalued for the amount that everybody listens to it and everybody enjoys it. So I really think people need to figure out a way to help the artists. Now, obviously, musicians are doing YouTube and doing different ways to make money. And that's a whole episode unto itself, how musicians can make more uh, money in different ways, because clearly it's not music sales and it's not royalties from streaming anymore. But... Let me know what your thoughts are on this. If you have any ideas, if you have any kind of thoughts, I would love to hear your, your ideas because I'm kind of compiling these. It's something that I'm very passionate about and I you know, want to be able to help the community because the landscape of the music industry is obviously changing drastically right now and I think there's opportunity there's immense opportunity in this as there was immense opportunity with video creators and brand deals and all this kind of stuff when YouTube started I think there's a way that now we really need to help with the musicians because they're really getting swept under the rug with this so let me know your thoughts hit me up on Twitter at Anna Creates I would love to hear from you and I will probably be doing another follow-up episode to this kind of thing and how music can make money. Subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss a future episode. With that, I will see you in the next episode. And don't forget, always be creating. 